Welcome to day 101 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are 1 Kings chapters 4 through 6. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 4 narrates not only the high point of Solomon's reign, but perhaps the high point of Israel's national history. The long list of officials and the overwhelming amount of goods necessary for running the capital is impressive to say the least. The picture given in the chapter is that Solomon's kingship brought sustained peace and prosperity to Israel. The population was expanding rapidly, their influence was growing and extending to all the nations around them. As verse 24 states, Solomon had peace on all sides. As the nation's reputation increased in the world, so too did Solomon's status as a wise leader. Times of peace often make possible the expansion of areas of knowledge like the arts and philosophy. It's no surprise that this extended time of peace also made it possible for Solomon to become the symbol, and perhaps even the benefactor of the ancient arts and natural sciences. Chapter 5 describes the mutually beneficial relationship between King Solomon and King Hiram of Tyre. The two of them hammer out a trade agreement that will bring the wood from Tyre necessary to construct the temple and Solomon's house in exchange for an abundance of oil and grain from Israel. The chapter makes things sound rosy, but there are two subtle notes that we should pay attention to. The first is that God is not really involved in this process. Unlike the detailed instructions from God that went into the formation of the tabernacle, Solomon seems to be acting on his own wisdom and initiative here. Secondly, the number of workers Solomon commissions to take on these massive projects hints at the kind of oppression of the poor and the divide between the rich and the poor that will eventually lead to a divide in the nation after Solomon's reign. Chapter 6 opens by stating that When the construction started on the temple, it had been 480 years since the exodus from Egypt. That number is likely symbolic since it's the number of a generation, 40 years, times the number of tribes, 12. It's also significant that approximately 480 years after the temple is constructed, it will be destroyed by Babylon and the people will be taken into exile. The temple is not huge. According to the text, the square footage of the temple was about 2,700 square feet. For comparison, the library at the university where I teach has 57,000 square feet, and it would be considered a moderate-sized university learning center. The temple is not really meant to be a space for congregations of people to gather. That would take place in the courtyard surrounding it. Solomon's temple was meant to be a dwelling place for God, It would be a permanent and beautiful resting place for the ark, and it would be a permanent reminder that God dwells in the midst of his people Israel. It took seven and a half years to complete the construction of the temple. Although God had not asked for it to be built, he promised Solomon that if he would continue to carefully follow the divine law, God would live among the Israelites and not abandon the nation. These chapters are lovely and idealistic, They describe what most of us want deeply, prosperity, peace, a secure home, and the reassurance that God is in our midst. But they also contain small hints of what might go wrong and how peace is lost and how security is easily forfeited. So read these chapters carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions, and be thankful for the peace that God gives and for the assurance of His presence. Our readings for tomorrow are 1 Kings chapters 7 through 9, and we're adding Psalm 43. I'll talk to you tomorrow.